Welcome everyone to the Canadian Perspective, your source for leftist political news. We got a lot of stories today. We got a lot to talk about. The hogging hour continues with the border. Oh my God, they're blocking the border, man. We can't get the maple syrup out. It's terrible. So we got that. We got a whole bunch going on with that. We're going to go in deep today, okay? Uh, We're going to talk about this CBC article that was actually pretty good uh, considering the subject matter. We got the United States still trying to kill Afghanis, even though they've pulled out all their military. They're still finding new and innovative ways to screw them over. So we'll talk about that. Uh, and some fucking hilarious shit I saw on Twitter. I posted on my story about, uh, just literally the worst take I've ever seen in my whole life. Uh, and then maybe I might mention some other stuff, but, but, uh, we might talk about neo-Nazis being armed in the Ukraine. So it's gonna be a long one today. We got a lot of stuff. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys are doing well, but, uh, moving on to our first story, we got... And and uh, I guess a reoccurring section is the hogging hour. The hogging hour continues, and that's right. They're going they're going hog wild all across Canada. It's terrible. So they have decided to hit him, hit him, hit the man right in the pocketbook with blockades. That's right. They are blocking the borders. All of it. The whole thing. They got trucks lying end to end across the whole thing. Now, these are the locations. Okay, I'm showing you right here. We got one. The most major one was between Michigan and Ontario. This very, very important bridge. So that was the main one that, that uh, was most disruptive. We also got one here in the lovely province of Manitoba. We got one right at the bottom at our border crossing. And over in Alberta, they got another blockade. And we'll be talking about the uh, the Albertan blockade uh, very specifically because of, um, they were bringing guns and a lot of them, and I will be showing a picture of that and, and we'll be talking about that pretty in depth, but yeah, they moved to the borders. I was not expecting that. That was, uh, I was not expecting that much. I was not expecting that much, uh, strategic thinking from these, uh, these anti-vaxxers, I'm sure the amount of ivermectin they've consumed, they've shit out most of their intestines, but they still have some of their brains. So, uh, somehow they've managed to, to continue with that. So, uh, what do we think about anti-vaxxers? Um, we love them, right? No? No, we don't? Okay. Yeah. Morons. So, they turn things up. Just a little bit, they decided to block, it was called Ambassador Bridge, that's the name of the bridge that is the crossing between Ontario and Michigan. It is one and a half miles of roadway, in, uh, and it's extremely important, most economically important one and a half miles of roadway in the Western Hemisphere. And there's a total of $664 billion worth of goods that are moved between the two countries using that road, and they essentially shut it down on Monday night. Which uh, halted, of course, the flow of goods. You know, it's, it's like blockading the ramps on the Canadian side, right? So it's mostly on the Canadian side, and that's super illegal. Um, and uh, Doug Ford came on the stage and he said, literally, 
non-compliance with the order for them to disperse or whatever comes with a maximum penalty of a hundred grand and up to a year in prison, which is crazy. Um, yeah, we would like to see that. We would like to see that. But uh, I don't know if that's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I, I, it appears the way the police are handling this, nobody is going to get charged. Like no one is, is actually they did arrest one person at the Winnipeg uh, in relation to the Winnipeg uh, blockade. And that was an indigenous person who was counter protesting. So lovely. We love to see that. Uh, so Michigan workers so far, far have lost $51 million in wages due to this whole blockade. And as of the 13th of of february which was when an article i was reading about it uh i was talking about it windsor police and ontario police have largely cleared the hogs from the bridge this is wonderful we love to hear that we love to hear no more hogs right come on now come on okay but anyways that's good here they've cleared it they've cleared it we'll be talking about how i feel about uh that situation so that's wonderful so then we're going to move to alberta with some very 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 frightening news okay and that is mounties have seized and arrested 13 okay they haven't seized okay technically they have by arresting them but they have arrested 13 protesters and seized a shitload of guns i mean a fucking shitload look at this cash okay we're gonna switch over Look at this fucking <laughs> firearms, man. They were locked and loaded. How many guns is that? Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, fifteen guns, a shitload of magazines, a whole bunch of, uh, of, uh, ammo boxes that were f filled with rounds. You got, uh, like at least what one two three tactical vests jesus christ these people are fucking locked and loaded and ready to go and y'all thought i was crazy when after what was it january 1st or january 6th last year when i said you know fuck we gotta have at least some leftists who are armed and you know some group that is at least a stopgap if we get you know if heaven forbid shit hits the fan and i'm this is what I'm talking about. There's literally at least, I mean, 13 people were somewhat connected to it. With all these fucking weapons, you know, conservatives. Like, this is crazy. I'll take a bullet before I take the vaccine, brother. <laughs> That's literally what they're gonna, they literally will do that. They will take a round before they fucking take that vax, my dog. Jesus Christ. So, isn't that amazing? So that's unbelievably frightening. Um, yeah, a small organized group within the protest was said to have a, quote, willingness to use force against the police if any attempts were made to disrupt the blockade. Mm. And if you want to look at how much money the blockade was costing us there in Alberta, that $44 million per day in goods typically cross the border every day at Coots, which is the border crossing in Alberta that's being blockaded, or $15.9 billion per year. So $44 million per day, 
is being lost in money and people are coming locked and fucking loaded bro uh and in response to all this you know commotion going on what was it and, and the in the current state of ottawa what's happened is trudeau has come in on the horse and he said no more he's he's put his foot down he said responded by enacting the emergency act for the first time in Canadian history. It's a little bit... Okay. Um, what are you doing there, Trudeau? Uh, fucking... Are you sure that's really necessary? <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that gives them... Uh, you know, there's just a lot of talk in these articles. They weren't being specific. Like, a lot of more tools to restore order in places where public assemblies are illegal. Like, what are the fucking tools, dog? Tell me. Tell me. I hate these articles. Listen, I hate the people who write these articles. It's bullshit. You still are subject to the, to the protections of the Charter of Rights and Freedoms, okay? That's apparently, you know, that's good. You can't just suspend that shit on a whim. But, uh, uh, and it's not fully passed. Apparently there's like a vote that has to take place in like the Senate or something. Um, to see if that's actually going to go through. And it might not. So we'll see. But... That's the intention. Um, yeah, and a lot of people, even though there's a provincial state of emergency, a lot of people just still turned out to the city center and the whole city is shut down. Everybody's freaking out over that. Um, there are some negotiations, apparently, with some with the leader of the truckers or something to to move the truckers out of like residential neighborhoods. But that's about it. And they're just a nuisance like that's that's really what it's become is how much of a nuisance they are. Just running into stores without masks, just fucking shouting, having parties outside. They got a swimming pool out there. <laughs> That's not a joke. <laughs> Ridiculous. So, and also what they've been doing is they've started to, uh, I think I've said this in the last one. They've started to confiscate fuel. Confiscating fuel from the protesters to end the thing. And you know what? How do I feel? I've been thinking long and hard. How do I feel about this whole, okay, enough is enough. We're going to send in the cops. We're going to crack your heads. We're going to end this fucking protest. Go to hell. And, you know, I've really gone back and forth. And I have to say, like, and let me preface this by, by saying this, okay, and asking this question. How do you guys, how did you guys want the Black Lives Matter protests to end in the United States and the ones in Canada or the ones that in the United States that just kept on going. How did you want those to end? Because how they ended was the police came in and beat everybody to hell, right? And used tear gas and, and escalated the situation and all that shit, okay? If that didn't happen, it probably wouldn't have evolved into a protest against police brutality, right? And they would have gone home eventually, okay? So, like, those are your options. Either you, you wait it out or you go in and you like forcefully beat the shit out of everybody. And I'm sure, you know, the police dealing with these guys, and I'll show you some clips soon of cops, they really like them, right? They really like them. Uh, and they're, they're treating them with kid gloves because, of course, majority of police are conservative, or at least conservative in nature, whether they started and joined the force that way or the force has made them that way. I'm not quite sure. But, but... They would treat them with kid gloves. It wouldn't be the same bloodbath as it was uh, when it came to dealing with um, to with uh, black people or people protesting in for the sake of black people. Um, 
And, you know, I believe in, in the right for people to, you have the right to protest, okay? Like, full stop. You have the right of freedom of speech and the freedom to protest. And a protest is just a way to disrupt power. And eventually, if you disrupt power too much, though, we're just going to send, uh, send in the cops to, to beat the shit out of you or to arrest you or forcefully, you know, kick your ass out of the area. And I'm kind of not about that. Like, if it was a leftist protest, okay, put this in this perspective. If it wasn't a bunch of moronic anti-vax not even really truckers, like less than 1% of them, and well, mostly just, just regular people that have showed up there. If it wasn't that, and if it instead was for the reason for, I don't know, shutting down the oil pipelines or something like that, and we had managed to shut down Ottawa's, Ottawa, the whole city, uh, this would be a glorious occasion. We'd be like, oh my God, we've actually got so many people together who are so into this. And we've managed to disrupt power so much that they're literally shitting their pants. They're like, oh, fuck. This isn't good. Like, this would be a glorious uh, occasion. And then the, they would just be like, okay, you're disrupting things too much. We're going to send the cops in to beat your ass. And it's like, okay, well, what the fuck, bro? Like, you don't think that this press, which, I mean, it's, I mean it already is used against leftists, right? Um, you don't think this looks fucking bad? Like... I don't want this to happen to like a, a leftist protest. You know what I'm saying? To the, for them just to say, okay, well, you're right to a, a freedom of speech and protest. Uh, we've decided that you have gone too far and we are going to remove that from you now. Like, I just don't agree with that. You know, like, you see what I'm saying? Even though I hate the hogs, like, you can't just fucking snap your fingers and be like, yeah, fuck you. When it comes to the blockade, shit all right that's a little different but think of it like this even though and the comparison might get me in hot water but i'm just saying indigenous people they block the railroad right to stop them from you know the federal government from building on their land and possibly polluting their water supply and just destroying the nature and all that stuff and the lands that they've lived on and protected for thousands of years right obviously much more honorable reason right but they blockaded those railways and shit right and that was, you know, that's, that's a tactic that they used. So what do they do? They sent the RCMP in to crack their heads. Now, was that good? Do you agree with that, right? Even though these, these moronic right-wingers, they want, <laughs> what was it, vaccine restrictions and shit to be lifted, which honestly looks like most provinces are already lifting a lot of them. Like the same optic, like if you're an idiot too, and you also are anti-vax, like you, this is the exact same optics, Right. So I don't like, um, uh, so I guess you could say that, sure, when it came to blockading the border, because that could create problems, like, when it comes to, you know, international dialogue between the U.S. And, Can and Canada, if they didn't do something about that. But, so that's more understandable. But when it comes to the city of Ottawa, it's like, listen, dog, you gotta, f you're, like, you can't just suspend people's freedoms and shit to protest, even if you are being even if they are being assholes, so. And if you're an asshole, what does that do? If you're an asshole, and everybody acts like an asshole, and everybody runs around and fucking blares horns at like 12 a.m., okay? Like, my dog, that makes everybody hate them more. Doesn't it? So they're digging their own grave. So anyways, that's my response. I say, don't enact the emergency act and just fucking shut them down. That's, I don't agree with that.
Uh, and you may not disagree with that take. You may just say, yeah, just fucking the cops coming and crack their heads. It's like, no, dude. Because what? We don't like it when they do to leftists. Right? So it's like, what the fuck is this double standard? And this is, by the way, this, this is the police that you, you want to crack their heads, that you want to come in. This is literally what, what we're looking at right here, okay? This is what we're looking at right here. Oh, God. This guy is so fucking, this guy is so fucking cringe. And this woman who's recording is, like, on something. It's hilarious. But anyways, we got to get to the good part. Here we go, here we go, here we go. I get what you guys are doing. I know. I support you guys 100%. Thank Thanks, you. That's what we like to hear. Support you guys 100%. Awesome. I haven't been to Ottawa. A lot of us are. Yeah. We're nothing but great things for our protest. Everybody's yeah, wonderful. Very, very thankful. Yeah. Uh, we it's the police. Sure that everybody's good. And when yeah. you these lights go on, you're causing a lot of confusion on the road. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait till you get there. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till you get there. That's what he says. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, he's talking about how the police, oh yeah, they just love it. Yeah, they're all on board, man. Yeah, oh yeah, lovely. <laughs> Sound chief slow. I can say that in all the years of being stopped by police, which hasn't been much, I have never been greeted so cheerfully as this officer greeted these ill and for protesters. It seems the police have issues within the ranks, so want respect. Well, actually, you know, issues within the ranks, and they, they kind of, they're a draw for these kinds of people. You know, uh, who like this stuff. So lovely, absolutely lovely. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of videos. You can find them on Twitter. I'm, I don't have to bring up every single goddamn thing, but you can find a whole bunch of videos about, of, you know, the Popo being real nice, being real hands off. Somebody even hits somebody with their car and then he goes up to him and he, I guess it wasn't like fucking tanked him, right? But it just like hit him, nudged him with his car. And he walks up to the window and he goes, are you going to hit me again? And he says, no. He's like, all right. And then he just drives off. He just fucking gets away with like fucking bumping an officer with, with his car. This is ridiculous. Uh, yeah. So scary stuff. Scary stuff with the hogging hour. Hopefully this is the last time I'll have to talk about it. but. Um, I don't know. With the fucking 1984 act, the the seize your assets. I don't know what I'm what I'm trying to say. <laughs> the fall in line scum law being passed. Um, it appears that they might be over, and we will no longer have uh the hogging hour will no longer be a segment or two. So that's uh, I know, I know, it's good shit. Anyways, moving on to the next, actually, moving on to stories somewhat related to this, there's a CBC article, and it was a, an opinion piece, all right? And it said, <laughs> the title was, as the blockades have shown, anarchy is usually bad for business. And I was like, oh, God, no, please, please. Why, are, is he going to dr just drag our name again? This fucking shit on anarchists? Uh, and then as I'm reading it, he goes into, you know, I thought he was just going to say, oh, yeah, this is what anarchy is, is, you know, when there's just chaos and shit, not using the political definition, just being a dumbass. But no, he actually goes into anarchism, like social liberal means different things, different people. And it shows and he actually goes into like, all right, it's conflated with, you know, most left, most anarchists are leftists. And, you know, then you have the libertarian right-wingers who also are against the state but they're like you know they're fake anarchists right they're fucking uh 
um, like libertarian conservatives, right? Anarcho-capitalists, which are, it's ridiculous, actually, because if you're against hierarchies, right, and you abolish the government, but you still want capitalism to be in place, you know, capitalism is just a giant fucking hierarchy. Like, a corporation is just basically a dictatorship, um, depending on how the corporation is laid out, but providing money to your shareholders or to, if it's a sole proprietorship, the owner of the business, that person, the owner, has absolute complete dictatorial control and in the terms of like a, a bigger company you know unionized workers that's the only sort of say that you have and even then it's not that big of a say if they want to lay off a shitload of people they can still do that right and you don't have any vote in that you don't get to say anything about that so capitalism is like one of the most hierarchical structures for society and business and for you to fucking be like, oh, yeah, dude, I'm, I'm totally an anarchist or the term now is like libertarian, right? Oh, yeah, I'm so fucking. Uh... Yeah, like to be grouped in with actual leftist anarchists who are against the state and against capitalism is just is absolutely moronic. So. So, yeah, anarcho capitalists are dumb. We all hate them. But anyways, I thought I was going to be disappointed by this article, what I'm saying, and we're going to get dragged through the mud again. And it turns out, no. So good job, CBC. And also, it's not really an anarchist situation because they do have a leader. They have leadership. The fuck? <laughs> Anyways, you know, also for Trudeau to be using the Emergencies Act, that requires that he has to display or he has to like argue properly. A public order emergency exists throughout Canada. And this is that verbatim in the uh, in the text of the law. The Emergencies Act directs that a proclamation be issued, A, declaring that a public order emergency exists throughout Canada and necessitates the taking of special temporary measures for dealing with the emergency throughout Canada, not in just specified geographical locations, which is what Trudeau is using it for. So it, there's a big chance that he's just not going to be able to, to use this. So hopefully this is uh, this may be the end. But like I was saying, you know, if, if things go the way that I would want, they would just kind of fade out. But anyways. So that was the end of hogging hour, our hogging hour, our usual hogging hour. Now, uh, that's right. Maybe the last time. Maybe the last time, but we'll see. And we'll be moving on to the United States. Okay. And what do the United States do this time? Well, Joe Biden, as everybody knows, our favorite uh, president, right? He has decided that um, even though the United States has removed all their troops from Afghanistan uh, and they've pulled out and, you know, it's, it's good. It's a good move. It's against, you know, you know, limiting American imperialism, at least somewhat, uh, not having boots on the ground. He has still managed to find a way to harm Afghani citizens any way that he can. Starving them out, you know, like cutting medical aid, just putting horrible sanctions on them that like doesn't allow them to get any like proper shit for hospitals, just whatever he can do. And not only are the ridiculous sanctions that he's doing uh, on Afghanistan are, are they're, they're in place, right? Uh, he now has decided to freeze seven billion dollars in assets held in U.S. financial institutions by the Afghan Central Bank. So he's going to, they're freezing those assets from being able to be delivered to Afghanistan, which the Taliban are in control of. 
So, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, Talbot, no, no good for you. But like, <laughs> OK, I mean, there's two things going on here. OK, A, what he's planning to do with the money and B, what the fucking humanitarian situation on the ground in Afghanistan is. So let's just talk about first about what the humanitarian situation in Afghanistan is and why this is ridiculous. OK. So according to the UN World Food Program, some 23 million Afghans face hunger and malnutrition this year, while UNICEF warns that as many as 1 million Afghan children could die of severe malnutrition and outright starvation. And this money could be used to feed those kids if you just gave it to the Taliban. Now, of course, it's fucking Taliban, okay? So, you know, but any dictatorship knows that like, if your population starves and dies, right? You don't have any, you don't have people to, to run the economy. You don't have people to, to form your ranks, right? So they don't want that to happen, okay? I don't think that's, that's crazy. Am I crazy? Am I saying some crazy shit? I don't think so. So they kind of need that cash. <laughs> the amount of sanctions they're putting on them is like severely crippling the country when it comes to getting food as well. Yeah, they're not going <laughs> to... I think the, the, the United States is going to respect like a country's assets or what's owned by the nation. They're not going to fucking give a shit. They've been doing drone strikes in other people's nations just willy-nilly without even like asking, hey, can I do a drone strike in your, your country's territory? It's like, what do you think the response is going to be? It's going to be no. It's going to be no. Like if China was like, hey, hey, uh, um, so how's it going? United States, uh, is it all right if we uh, do a drone strike on a KKK uh, enclave in uh, um, Kentucky? Is that all right with you? If we just do that for you, can just help you out. That, you know, like that's not <laughs> how anything that would go over. <laughs> not very well. So, okay, so the reasoning why he's doing that obviously is to say fuck you to the taliban but he's what he's going to do with that money is he said he's going to direct 3.5 billion dollars to humanitarian aid how is that aid going to be delivered to afghani people like is the taliban going to let them in like what the fuck is that he's just saying yeah we'll just give it to humanitarian aid so that's very i don't like what the fuck and the rest of that money will be preserved for families, this is great, preserved for families of victims of the September 11th terror attacks. There we go. You can't... <laughs> now, here's something crazy, okay? At the Taliban didn't do 9-11, okay? Just, just to give you a little brief, little brief uh, pointer. They didn't do it, okay? That was Al-Qaeda. Now, you can say, okay, the Taliban did harbor Al-Qaeda some bases and shit in Afghanistan, right? They did harbor them and shit. So, okay, you could say that. Uh, and that was George Bush's reason for, George W. Bush Jr.'s reason, supposedly, that he made, said publicly, anybody who harbors a terrorist is just as bad as a terrorist. Terrorist. And then they launched the invasion of Afghanistan, which fucking killed like a fuckload of people. Uh, and made the Afghanis, Afghanistan people suffer significantly for many, many years, even though the government of their country did not conduct it. And also, before the shit hit the fan, the United States requested the Taliban to shut down all al-Qaeda bases in Afghanistan, open them to inspection, and turn over Osama bin Laden. The Taliban refused all these requests. Instead, they offered to extradite Osama bin Laden to an Islamic country for trial under Islamic law if the United States presented evidence of his guilt. 
Well, I mean, dude, the guy literally fucking took a V, like, did a VHS. There's literally a VHS tape that he sent to the internet. <laughs> That's how it works, right? That where he says that, yeah, I did it. So, I don't know who else would claim responsibility for a terror attack other than the other than the group that conducted it, right? I don't know who else, what else you would have to gain, but. So, you know, that's kind of fun. And of course, you know, we don't know if it, this is Taliban. Like, we don't know. They're probably talking off the ass. Like, and if, they're, oh, they're extraditing him to Islamic country. Oops, he got away, you know. That's possible. And that dude, and they even previously had refused, like, refused to extradite him um, over his involvement in the 1998 United States embassy bombings in Kenya and Tanzania. A Taliban deemed eyewitness testimony and satellite photo call recordings entered in the public record in February 2001 during a trial as insufficient grounds to extradite bin Laden for his involvement in the bombings. Oh, so they basically were running on like hearsay and shit. Okay, well, listen, bro. Okay, they were not from, and none of them were from Afghanistan. None of them were members of the Taliban. So none of these, yeah, none of them were Afghanis. But 15 of them, though, however, were Saudi Arabian. Was anything done about that? Did Saudi, did Saudi Arabia pay for any of this of their involvement? Because they basically were pushing this extremely you know, Wahhabism, um, extreme Sunni nationalist. Uh, it's not really nationalist, but the extremist Sunni uh, Islam that they've been pushing. That's uh, that's basically the same ideology as Al Qaeda and the Taliban. Fucking Saudi Arabia and the United States are like best buds. There's still, uh, like, Saudi Arabia's greatest ally is the United States. It's, uh, so it's, it's pretty ridiculous. So instead, I mean, you would think that the war in Afghanistan was enough punishment, right? Uh, and let's look up how many people died. Let's look up how many people died. According to the Costs of War Project, the war killed 176,000 people. In Afghanistan, 46,319 civilians and 69,095 military and police and at least 52,893 opposition fighters. After the 2001 invasion, more than 5.7 million former refugees returned to Afghanistan. However, since the renewed Taliban offensive, 2.6 Afghans remain refugees or have fled, mostly to Pakistan and Iran. So you've uprooted millions of people. You've killed hundreds of thousands 176,000 people, and that's not enough pain. Now that the government that we wanted to kick out when we began the war, now they're back in place because the offensive was such a failure. You've murdered all these people, and it's for no reason. You have no good outcome, and now you want to punish them more. You want to strip them of the assets that was being delivered to them. I guess it was being held in those American banks because it was being supposedly for uh, the previous Afghanistan government. But uh, but still, you know they're starving over there, man. All the sanctions being put on them, and you're killing the people living in the country. It's like, yeah, the, you don't like the government that's in control, okay? There, people still need to eat, motherfucker. Like, this is similar, kind of, not nearly as bad yet, but how in the 90s, um, the United States had these insane sanctions, specifically on medical supplies, that the United Nations said, hey, bro, you can't do that. That's like, ne that's nearly genocidal for you to be 
preventing them from these basic medical supplies. And because of those sanctions, 500,000 people died in Iraq in the 90s because of those sanctions, which is insane. So they're willing to kill like innocent people just because your leadership now is somebody they don't like. That's basically the United States' motto, and they haven't changed at all. It doesn't matter who the fucking president is. And actually, it was Bill Clinton who was doing those sanctions, too. Just saying. It may have also been George Bush Sr., but uh, as well, who started it. So yeah, that's the United States' motto, and they're going to do it again. One, Joe Biden is going to do it again. Because 9-11, that's why. Never ends. Never fucking ends. Are you going to do anything to, uh, to Saudi Arabia for, uh, for, you know, pushing that extremist ideology that um, a lot of the uh, uh, terrorist groups are using? Are you going to do anything to them? Nope. Not going to change. Now, moving on. That was Afghanistan. We're moving on to the most feared people on the platform. We're talking about Twitter. That's right fucking scary dude twitter and i saw this twitter this tweet by matt walsh not known for the best takes but holy shit was this i mean i words can't describe all right i just have to i just have to pull it up i just have to show you guys okay i'm gonna read it to you guys too you can see it already if a 12 year old by her father and the okay we can't say that hold on we gotta take a we gotta do a retake hold on Okay, if a 12-year-old is R-worded by her father and the father takes her to get an abortion, the evidence of the crime will be destroyed and he will go on molesting his victim for years. If, however, the child is born, his crime will be discovered and she will be rescued from the abuse. That is, um, uh, that's, come on. What the fuck? Did I just read? I bet he's the life of every party is, is all I gotta say. Like, what? <laughs> just break this down. My dog. Okay. If. <laughs> this is not funny. Okay. But how dumb he has to be to have tweeted this and be like, yeah, this is a good. This is that was a good thought to push out into the world. This was good. And I'm not going to get any flack for it. His argument of why abortion should be illegal so, bro, if, if, a, if a father, okay, takes somebody to get an abortion, okay, takes their 12-year-old daughter, not even just to get, just to apply for an abortion, they see the kid is 12 years old, uh, that's a red flag, okay? That's a red flag, and they're going to be like, all right, and obviously you're gonna, they're going to see, okay, that, that's your daughter. Um, you don't think that, <laughs> like, that's already... You have a giant fucking red flag. Like, you know, they could, you know, they can catch people who, who are, um, you know, who are predators, uh, against children, not through abortions, right? You know that that's, that's a thing that happens, that they can just catch pedophiles by plenty of ways, even if it's like incestual. Like, can't get rid bro we have to get rid of abortion bro because if we don't how are we gonna catch the pedophiles that's that was it's it's the weapon of the abuser like what 
the fuck is this? Like, what? And his solution is she has to birth the child. She has to birth the child at 12 years old. That's his solution. And then because of that, they'll figure it out. They'll figure it out and be like, hey, wait a minute. This woman was pregnant. This doesn't make any wow, That still doesn't make any sense. Like he's saying it like abortion is just like a, a, like a snap. Like, like the father bought the abortion pack. <laughs> you know, like the arts and crafts abortion pack. Went to Canadian Tire. He went to Home Depot and he bought the abortion kit uh, extreme. And he just went home and it was only between like, you know, there's people who do the actual like procedure. There are doctors who do the surgery and paperwork that has to be filled out between you and the government. Like, (laughs) this is wild, man. Wild, wild. So that was great. I'm sure everybody liked that. Yeah, that was a lot. And also, what else do we have to talk about? What else do we got on the agenda? There's literally neo-Nazis in the National Guard in Ukraine. Literally neo-Nazis, okay? Because nationalism in these countries is, like, different than, like, like Canadian nationalism, right? It's like, or, like, American nationalism, which is like, oh, yeah, you're just, like, you just are racist as shit. It's like, it goes deep in these countries. There's, like, a whole mythology behind these nations, and, and the United States right now is, like, giving funds and, like, arms to, like, ukraine and these like these groups literal neo-nazis as you'll see they have the uh uh, wolf's angle that's it the wolf's angle in their logo and had they had at one point the black sun uh fascist symbolism the group so it has thousands of members, but only 60 have bought their own licensed weapons and regularly serve alongside Ukrainian army soldiers on the 420 kilometer front line. They serve alongside the Ukrainian army soldiers and there's no nobody who's like, oh shit, that's kind of fucked 24 up. 24 year old Gleb studied homeland security and crisis management at university. Yeah, right there. I don't know if you see that. Gleb Freecore. That's not your last name. Yeah, Free Corps as in the early, like, almost like mercenary groups that were in Germany at the time. Uh, so I guess it's his I fake last name. Got his face covered too. To me. But you see that patch there? It's got the wolf's angle on it. Straight up Nazi imagery. Oh my God. Like, this is people up front. Up front about this shit. The Wolf's angle was an initial symbol of the Nazi party in World War II. The silence elements were used by various German SS armored and infantry divisions, such as the Waffen SS Division Das Reich and the Waffen SS Division Landsturm Netherland. And they use it because, well, you see, the fucking swastika is a little bit too inflammatory. You know, that sets off too many alarm bells. So they go for like this, the tier, the lower tier of symbols, right? That's what they're doing. So the Azov Battalion, that's who these guys are. (laughs) That's who we're talking about. They are literally a right-wing extremist and neo-Nazi Ukrainian National Guard unit based in Mariupol in the Azov Sea coastal region. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. Oh my God. This is what we're talking about here. So uh, I decided to join them. The only armed group accused of being neo-Nazis that has appeared in Ukraine since the conflict with Russian-backed separatists started in 2014. Others, like these men with the powerful Azov Battalion, have been incorporated 
into the Ukrainian security services under the Ministry of Interior. Freikorps and many groups like them have been praised by Ukrainians for their willingness to take up arms and defend the country against what they describe as Russian aggression. But that does not mean that they That's are right, popular right. amongst voters at the ballot box. Well, yeah. The coalition. Yeah, but they're willing to use them. They're willing to use them to fight the Russians. Let's not get this straight. The Russians are bad too, right? They've got their own extreme nationalists, right? Uh, who, they, you know, want to take over Ukraine. But, uh, like, I don't know, man. It's just, they're out there, you know? And, and we're arming them again. Um, and the United States is giving them funds and arming them. Uh, and we're supposed to herald them as, like, the good guys? It's like, straight up fascist, my dog. So, anyways, the United States, I mean, something like this similarly happened before. Remember, the USSR invaded Afghanistan. Right, and there was a group of uh, resistance fighters known as the Mujahideen, and the United States armed them and gave them funding and training. The CIA did primarily, and then after the USSR left in 1989 and pulled out of the country, that the Mujahideen split into two different groups, two similar but different motives, and that was the Taliban and Al Qaeda. And so the United CIA, United States, basically had funded and propped them up in the war. Um, also, partially at the behest of Saudi Arabia. That's specifically why that group was targeted, rather than you know other resistance groups. Also, it was it was I think one of the larger ones. So you know, but still, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, and they kind of pulled that. And then Al Qaeda did fucking nine eleven, and you know, like they played themselves. Like you, it was blowback. You see, so uh, and now they will never learn from their lessons. I mean, this is classic United States. They'll never learn. And now they're trying to do some similar shit here. Whether or not the United States will do like a terrorist attack in the United States probably won't happen. Uh, just saying they always love supporting these fringe ass groups that are terrible, that are super reactionary. So anyways, that's what's going on. Um, those are all the stories we had for today. I hope you guys enjoyed. We're going to have to leave. And so I hope you guys enjoyed. I already said that. Everybody remember to rank it a five star. Download the podcast. So that way we know you exist and you watched it. Right. And we're not just pissing in the dark here. And like and subscribe. Hit that subscribe button. Hit the bell. Hit the bell on the subscribe button. Press the F key. Hit Windows enable in your firewall. And... <laughs> And, I mean, that's it. That was the Canadian Perspective. Signing off. Goodbye, everybody. Stay safe. Um, don't get shot.